Welcome to the Veteran Founder Podcast on the Startup Radio Network. Starting a company allows you to be back in control. The weekly show that brings together military spouse and veteran founders who are doing remarkable things in the business world. I can't imagine there's anything out there stronger than the bond that military and veteran entrepreneurs have. We'll hear their story, the story of their business, and lessons learned. Joy can override the worries and depression. Here are your hosts, Carmen Nazario and Josh Carter. Uh, welcome, everybody. I am your host, Josh Carter. Welcome to the Veterans Founder Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is Carmen Nazario. Carmen, how are you? Great. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, Carmen, it's been a while since yeah. we've seen it. How was your 4th of July? It was great. Yeah. It's always a, a fun time. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun lighting stuff and seeing things go boom, which we can do here in Oregon. We couldn't do it in California, so <laughs> so excited that we can make things go boom here. Uh, but, hey, so if you're unfamiliar with the program, every week around this time we sit down with these amazing veteran and military spouse founders and talk about their their businesses, how their experience, their journey, their lessons learned. And this week uh, we are so excited. There is a an amazing uh, product and service out there uh, called Quotrone, and we have their founder, Sinyu Montoya. How are you, sir? I am doing well. I'm doing well. This is Sinyu Montoya with a Drone Quote. I very much appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for, for joining us. We're really excited uh, for, you, for you to be here and tell your story. But, but first, uh, I'm so glad, number one, we spent 20 minutes in the green room t- trying to figure out how to pronounce your name. So thank you for that lesson. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, but but second, second to that, we, we, we really will only get to know you. We want to, we want to know about your story. So, so walk us through uh, your military background. Tell, tell us a bit about why you decided to go in the military. Well, you know what? I think uh, before I tell you why I decided to join the military, I'll tell you that having joined the military was by far the smartest and best decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It, it was the best thing ever. And I'm That's sure a lot of people here. Oh, most definitely. You get so much out of joining the military. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like a recruiter right now, but it's true. Um, but I, I joined the military uh, because of September 11th. You know, it happened when I was in high school. I, I think I was a junior in high school. And it really motivated me to want to um, defend the country and, you know, to give back to the United States of America because uh, I am uh, I'm Mexican originally. I came from Mexico. I was got here when I was five years old. And this country has given me so much that by the time I was uh, 18 and that happened, I was like, man, right now is my chance to give back. So that's or- the original catalyst for me joining the military. Nice. So where you are you into? originally from uh, then uh, from Mexico? I was uh, originally from Guadalajara, Mexico. I was born mm-hmm. there. Um, and my mom brought me to the States when I was five years old and uh, we never, well, I guess I shouldn't say we never looked back. Cause I've been back several times since. Uh, to visit, but I mean, the United States is home, and it's it's why I joined the military again because of what happened. Nice. And uh, so you t- you talked about joining the military. What branch did you end up uh, joining? Oh, I didn't know there was other branches. I joined the army. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm army. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen is very happy. All right, right now. there we go. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, I always uh, say that in jest with people. You know how we? I I, I feel like I have to. Uh, brag a little bit for the army because well it's the army you know yeah 
Absolutely. I, I, I don't begrudge you. Uh, you know, we're, I'm Navy. So, you know, every year we have this nice rivalry, this army Navy game that happens every year. And, and, and you guys can boast this year, which is, I, Carmen is very excited about that. And I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. yeah you know what? They don't, they don't usually, uh, that's right. You're right about that. Actually. It's one of the, the things I was uh, the most excited about having just heard you say that. <laughs> That's okay. This year, you guys will go back to 12 years of losing. But let's talk about your journey of, uh, of going through the military. So you, you joined the military. What, what did you do while you were in the Army? So when I was uh, in the military, I joined in the, reserve, in the active duty first. I did four years in the active duty component and then uh, I think seven years in the reserve component. So initially, when I first joined, my recruiter, he was like, oh, there's this thing called a combat engineer, and it's, like, super cool. You get to engineer and like engineer and that's all I kept hearing and I was like oh my god I want to be an engineer well it was a combat engineer and it was a hairy job let me tell you um but uh yeah I spent my time in the military as a combat engineer in the active duty component and then I went into the reserves and I changed over to like a supply job or something some desk job I was like you know what I'm done with all the that outside stuff <laughs> so for the for the uninitiated explain what a combat engineer does so when we um we're out on mission. Uh, like what we did when we were deployed is we looked for IEDs. So the explosive devices is uh, what we were trained to handle and work with. Uh, landmines, uh, C4 in, in Iraq would be artillery rounds or C4 or plastic explosives or whatever it was. It's just a, a job related or a professional job related to explosives. For the Whoa. And how intense was that? Uh, how, how, many, how often were you deployed? I, I would suspect pretty frequently. Well, we did do, uh, what was it, a 12-month deployment and then another 12-month deployment. But this was at the beginning of uh, um, the Iraq um, conflict. So we were there for quite a bit, right? This was in 2003 and four, and then I went back in 2005, six. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard. There's no, there's no denying that. But, um, and to be honest, I always, I always say to be honest about having been deployed as a combat engineer, it was scary. There were times when sure. I was like, oh, my God, dude! What I, the hell? I, I was I really served scary. during peacetime and went to places like Karachi, Pakistan, and was scared shitless. So, yeah, no, you were in the fray constantly. So I told, yeah, you don't. Have, that is insane. <laughs> so I'm I'm really curious, just because I like I said I I had served during peacetime and didn't get to see any action. So um, thankful for that. But also I don't have any very interesting sea stories. Uh, but so I'm really curious. What was the what do you think was the time in your military career that was the turning point for, cause I know what it was for me personally, but what do you think was the turning point for you in the military that one made it real and two was the, was the instance that sort of changed your thinking when you got out? Ah, uh, you know what? Um, so I have a very particular uh, response to that question because there was something that changed my life completely in the middle that happened while I was in the military and this was during deployment uh, it was in uh, 2006. Um, uh, my battle buddy, his name is Troy Linden. Um, he saw me taking the trash out one day, and I'm, you know, uh, walking out of the barracks with these two bags. Uh, and actually, it was one evening, and he he stopped me. He's like, "Hey, dude, like, let me help you with that." I was like, "Oh, well, thanks, man." So as we were walking to the waste bin, uh, he starts talking, and he t tells me, "Hey, you know, you went for a mission for me last week. Why don't I pay you back, and I'll go tonight in your place?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, I get to." stay back, shower, you know, use the phones. I'm all about it. Let me do that. So uh, he went on that mission, and, and we lost all the guys in the vehicle. Come on. Uh, they hit an ID, and um, he was the lead vehicle. There wasn't anything different that I would have done, so I would have been doing the exact same thing. 
And it, well, obviously I'm here and he's not. Uh, so that really, I mean, that changed my life period, you know, obviously as, as you can imagine. Um, but I didn't really realize that I had the opportunity I did until, you know, I, about two or three years that I got out of the military after I, like, I was able to get a hold of, get a grasp on that, on the fact that it wasn't my fault. And, you know, you struggle with that a lot because sure. it, it happened to you and you're in that position. And I mean, I struggled with it quite a bit initially, but then I realized, Holy smokes, man, like I have this opportunity and I can't be living my life like this because, you know, Troy gave his life and now I'm here. So I got to make the most of the years that I have on this earth. And, and, and now I'm going to start writing goals down. This is like 2008, no, 2010 timeframe. I'm going to start writing goals down. I'm going to start being more driven. I'm going to start having a more, you know, a stronger, uh, greater purpose in my life every single day and be happy about everything every single day. And I did that. And holy smokes, man, I started accomplishing goals. I started making more money. I started making more friends. My life completely, completely changed. And I can like, I have a W2 to show where the, 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 the change took place. It was, yeah. and you know, the friends that I made and how my life just got better. It just, everything improved once I realized how fortunate I am and that I have nothing to complain about. No. And, well, and brother, thank you for sharing that. And I know, you know, sometimes those are, are difficult stories to share. So I appreciate you doing that. Um, and yeah, we are so thankful you're here and, and, uh, and able to share the story. And, uh, and yeah, I had a similar experience where it was, uh, you know, very life changing. Uh, when you get out, man, it's, it changes your perspective. Not only do you become more focused and more driven, but I don't know if it was for you, but for me, um, I don't take things um, so seriously a lot of times. You know, when, when people are in my, you know, I've, I've had jobs where people are freaking out about something and I sit back and, and it's, you know, kind of amusing almost to be like, I cannot yeah, it, believe you're freaking out about something like this. Can you imagine, yeah. you know, and so I imagine it, it puts the things into perspective. Yeah, and I think through, you know, establishing those goals, I can see that it created purpose for your future and you were focused now. So I'm sure uh, your friends would have been proud about that. Well, I, I sure hope so. And, you know, to that point of having my friend proud for what I've done, that would mean, you know, the world to me to see that his family is, is proud for what I'm doing. I kept in touch with his family after I got out of the military. Uh, I went back to visit him for the 10-year anniversary of, you know, his passing. I had a little boy about five years ago, and I called the family and said, hey, I'm going to have a little boy. Do you mind if I name him Troy? I want to name him Troy Linden. That was my buddy's last name. So my oh. son's name is Troy Linden, and he knows why his name is his name. Like, if you ask him, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Papa's hero. Mm -hmm. um, That's so awesome. He, That's he's so got sweet. really big shoes to fill. Yeah. I bet. Wow. I love it. <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a sweet story. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing. So so you get out of the military. What was your next step? Like you obviously you didn't go right into entrepreneurship, or maybe you did, but what was the first thing you did when you got out? Um well the first thing I did was I got a divorce. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunately, you know, one of the things when you join the military, there's a lot of guys that the first thing they do is they get married, and yeah. I was one of those guys. Um but, uh, so I, I went through that experience. Um, I actually, to be honest, I, I floundered quite a bit. Like I mentioned earlier, it was, I had a tough time realizing, or I don't know, I don't know the word coping, I guess, coping with like the civilian life and like what had happened to me and having been in a, you know, having traded spots with him. So it took me about a, a solid two years to get my act together. Um, 
But once I got my act together, I actually got into sales. Uh, I was selling phones, like T-Mobile phones, and I'd be the guy that you'd go into the store and talk to me about your, your cell phone plan. Um, and I had such a great time doing that. I did that for about five years while I was going to school. I got to tell you, man, it was, it was not entrepreneurial, but it was fun because I was working in retail, you know, being young, doing, having my life pretty much. So I lived a little bit, I guess you could say, after I got out of the military and uh, started and What back did you uh, go to school for? Uh, business management. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, so I went to school for business management, and I, um, right as I was nearing my time at T-Mobile, or the, t- the end of my time at T-Mobile, I, I thought to myself, man, I know I want to get into solar. I definitely want to get into solar because I'm, I'm a green-minded person, if you will. And I, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure out how to get into solar. So I ended up getting a job at Solar City, um, and man, this was a really hard job. Let me tell you, I got this job at Solar City, and I was a guy at Home Depot that would be trying to get you to make an appointment with a salesperson. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen those before? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I pa- pass them all the time. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and you don't make eye contact with them no. because you know he's going to want to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. No, you you avoid them like they are, you know, trying to sell you a Bible. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real. And you know what? That's how that, that was a really hard job because like people were always saying no to me. It was difficult. It was defeating. It, it was just not a pleasant place to do, to work. But then I always went back to what uh, one of you mentioned earlier. It's like, dude, what do I have to complain about? I'm not in freaking Iraq. Nobody's shooting at me. I'm in, I'm talking to people. This is good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I realized it was all a numbers game. Nobody was personally saying no to me. Um, and I bought a little hand counter and I said, I'm not leaving this freaking store until I talk to a hundred people a day, say what they want. And I did that, and then I became became the top salesperson in that position in the west coast of Solar City. That's wow! Awesome. They were like, "Dang, you're doing really good. What are you doing?" And I just, you know, told them, "Hey, numbers." Yeah. Um, but that's what got me into into, uh, into renewable energy. Um, and then I got a more professional in home sales job at a at a company here in the San Diego area. Nice. So tell me about that. Like, what what you you obviously. The thing that I, I love and the thing that we're starting to see a pattern here is that you're very goal-oriented. You have these things, these targets, and, and that's what's going to drive you to that next step. Um, so talk about the next thing and, and what was your goal to get out of that? So, you know what? I Thank you for asking because I love sharing this story. And the reason I love sharing it is because, I listen, I believe that whatever you're going to do, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. And we've all heard that. Yeah. I did not invent that. Not by any means, but I believe it. Like I believe in gravity. All right. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of the sales position at solar city. Cause they wouldn't promote me. They were like, Oh, he's doing great in the store. Why, what the hell are we going to promote him? So they put me in that, um, they put me in that position where I had to make a decision for myself. One day I'm getting my windows tinted and I'm wearing gym shorts and a white t-shirt. And I have my baby, Troy, he's about seven months at the time. I'm getting my windows tinted. The guy's like, come back in an hour. So I go for a walk in the commercial uh, district of uh, uh, here in San Diego, wherever I was. And I turn the corner and there's the office of the number two solar installer in San Diego. And I was like, oh my God, this is a sign, but I'm wearing gym shorts. And I got a baby. <laughs> and I said, and I said, FTW, pardon my language. I went on LinkedIn and I found the name of the hiring manager. And I walked in there, I cold called and I said, Hey, I need to talk to so-and-so because I had a name. Right. Yeah. And they were looking at me like, what in the world is happening right now? <laughs> and they went and got her and she looked at me like this dude straight kidnapped the baby. Now he wants to talk to me. And I said, 
I, I said to her, look, um, I don't know, Melody, whatever. Uh, I work for your competitor right now, and I'm really good at what I do. And every day that I don't work here is costing you money. And then I shut up. I love it. Wow. I love it. And why do she look? Yeah, she looked awesome. at me like, holy smokes. And I got the interview, and then I got the job. That's and then awesome. I was like, man, but you know what? They're far from where I live. Let me go uh, see who the number one company is. And they still happen to like be in the same city that I live in, just north of San Diego. And I was like, no, that's where I want to work. But yeah. how am I going to pull that off again? <laughs> so I put, I put on a suit and tie. And I went in on a Monday morning at 8.50 in the morning. And I told the receptionist, hey, I have an interview at 9 o'clock with Andrew uh, the guy that the hiring manager, I, again, I looked him up on LinkedIn Yeah, and, um, she doesn't question me because I act as I played the part and I acted as I belong. Yeah. So she calls him down. He's looking at me all confused. Like, dude, what's going on? We don't have a scheduled uh, interview. And I was like, I know, I know. I'm sorry, but you're here. I'm here. Do you have 10 minutes? And that tender turned into, uh, two interviews and then the job. Wow. Wow, you got away with that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's hustle right there. Congratulations, and, man. And, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, it was uh, one of the prouder moments in my life, I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, I love sharing that story because I, look, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, you think you can or can't, you're right. Whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so, but that's actually ultimately what got me into, uh, into you know, entrepreneurship. I, I was in solar. I was working, uh, getting on people's roofs all the time. I hated it. It was it was kind of scary. I'm five, six. So I'm kind of scared of heights. I tell people, um, <laughs> sorry, dude, I'm five, know. four. So I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's story of my life. It's just, it's, it is what it is right now. I own it. I tell people I may be six, five, or excuse me, five, six. See, I get ahead of myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I may be five, six, but my confidence is six, five. So I'll make up for it a little bit. That's right. No, that's I all like you gotta that. do, man. Hey, we're going to take a quick that's break right. yeah, uh, yeah, to, course, to pay man. a bill. Is that okay? What's that? We're going to take a quick break to pay a bill. Oh, yeah. Please do. Yeah. So uh, CPA dudes, where accounting is never boring, their price is based, not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com forward slash startup radio. You can tell them Carmen and Josh sent you. Uh, so we've been talking a lot about your journey uh, so far and how you just hustle, man. That's incredible. I love it. Let's let's talk about the next step of that. You had been working in the, we will call it the green energy space for a long time now. Um, what was the precipice for starting your own business? Um, well, you know what? I, I live in the San Diego area and I work in the San Diego area. And this particular company that I worked at, they had a lot of like high end clientele, like, you know, multimillionaires who lived in multimillion dollar homes and super impressive, right? Wait, in and San Diego? This happens in San Diego? Color me shocked. <laughs> well, in, in, in the part of San Diego that I don't live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's why it's so foreign to me. Um, yeah. But I kept going to the, and, and actually this, this job was actually my first taste of, you know, good money. So it got me thinking about the potential of earning, you know, higher incomes. Uh, but I would go to these homes and I would see these like, like crazy impressive uh, homes and these customers. And I would always like focus from trying to sell solar to learning about that person and what they did. Mm -hmm. And around this time, I started like a lot of uh, Brian Tracy uh, coaching and like, um, you know, sales books and, and things that motivate you like to build yourself up. Right. 
So one of the things they said, hey, learn from people. So I always ask these people what they did, and they all said the same thing, Josh. They were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I own a business. Yeah. I'm like, y'all keep telling me you own a business. Well, how come I don't own a business? So <laughs> it, it just you know, led me to think that I could do it too if, if they could do it. And uh, it's just a matter of having an idea. And that's what I was mentioning earlier with uh, the whole drones. I was getting on roofs, and I didn't like it. And I bought a drone. And I started selling more as a result. I used it for work, by the way. I started selling more as a result. Customers really liked it. They were really impressed by it. Um, it's so it's, I started seeing an opportunity, and then these people kept telling me the same thing. Hmm. Nice. So so you, you hear this feedback from folks. What made you get into the business you're in now? Well, initially, I started just a general drone services company um, with drone quote what we do that's very specific now it's not a general drone services company is you know we help a homeowner get quotes for solar and for roofing by sending out a a pilot who uh, performs a survey on the property and then gets all the data to accurately quote you know the project for the homeowner or the business Um, so seeing that there was a specific opportunity to do that that you know uh, we pretty much invented that kind of um, concept Um, the opportunity is what made me get into it yeah, I you love send, I love the I'm specific. Sorry. Go ahead, you, Carmen. You send sorry. out a a what a, a drone. Uh, I I heard you say pilot. Yeah, so we send out a drone pilot. He or she they go out and they do a survey of the property with the drone and take measurements and get you know uh, details of the property that uh, help quote the roof or the solar installation. Okay, a drone pilot. Okay, so it's very niche, it, right? Like, a, there's not. How do you do that long distance? Like, um, they, uh, like, like for me, if I live in Washington State, and I wanted to to um, to get a quote, um, I could still utilize your company. Oh, Carmen, that's I love that question. That's such a beautiful question, um, and you're definitely not the first to ask it. Not not quite yet. We're uh, working on scaling outside of, to the to the oppor- places where there's a, uh, an opportunity and a need for the service. So, in the near future, hopefully that's the case. You can you know go to dronequote.net and and request it in your neighborhood. Okay. Okay. Nice. So what, uh, what was the, what was the niche for this? What, like when, when you were figuring out, this is what you were going to do. Wh- why this, why homeowners, why not uh, commercial? Why, why is this uh, a residential thing? Uh, Cause I, I, I see both sides of this where commercially there, there could be a lot of applications for this. So we're already, we offer it commercially. We okay. do offer it commercially. We just, we just started with uh, residential because that's what we know. We know roofing and uh, solar uh, for residential. Um, so it was easy to start there. But since then, we have brought on people that know the commercial side uh, better than we do. We've brought on roofing experts that uh, can give us advice as to how to proceed there for on the commercial side. Um, so we're definitely uh, involved on the com- uh, with the commercial customers as well. And when did, when so did you start you, this? When did you start the company? I love it. I love that we're so in sync, Carmen. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, when or where? Wh- when and where, I'm assuming, in, in the San Diego area. So uh, if you're familiar with San Diego, I, um, I live in Escondido, uh, which is just short, uh, just uh, north of San Diego. Uh, we started it here in the general San Diego area because we have a lot of um, uh, range with the drone pilots. Uh, I mean, we cover anywhere from Orange County, South, South Los Angeles, really, to South San Diego and into these counties. Oh, what year did you start? What year? So it, last year. Oh, nice. So oh, it's fairly year. new. Okay, yeah. so you're 
relatively new company, but that's why, you know, your services are evolving by adding in the commercial and and then right. uh, later get into other, other locations within the nation. Right. And we just recently started offering uh, roofing uh, quotes. We initially didn't start there. We started with solar because that, that was our primary expertise or area of expertise. Nice. Oh, that's great. Nice. New service offerings. That's yeah. great. So, so how big is yeah. your team right now? Is it just you? Do you have other folks? So we have a few pilots on board uh, in the San Diego area. And then uh, as far as like operating the business uh, on a day-to-day basis, it's uh, my partner, Riley Wiggins. Shout out to Riley. He's out there, super smart guy. <laughs> um, him and I working together. Nice. And so to Carmen's point, say you wanted to expand out. You come into Oregon, you come into Washington, or you go east. How does that, what's that look like? Is this a like franchise model? Are you contracting folks? What, what's the, what do you think the long-term strategy is to get this to scale? You know, I'm super excited about how we're going to do it. Uh, actually, let me back up with who we're going to have uh, work with us and help us uh, grow this. Uh, in terms of the how, uh, we the the fine details I, I would uh, I would keep to myself, but I will tell you that what I would like to uh, do as I scale this is to bring on additional uh, veterans and scale this with, if I can, exclusively with veterans. That would be super awesome. Yeah. I would love that. I have them manage their own territories and, and pretty much treat it like their own business in their areas. That would be super cool. Um, I have had a different uh, pilots in, I think, five or six states where solar is, is now uh, more common uh, and it makes more sense. Reach out to me and ask, you know, to come on board. But it just, it's too, I don't want to grow too too uh, quickly because, you know, we've seen bad examples of that now working out. Sure. And when and when these drone pilots, uh, take, do they take, do they, are they able to take measurements accurately? And how is that done? Yeah, so uh, we they can take measurements accurately. We developed a software that takes images uh, and it turns them into uh, roof reports. So the contractor that's receiving the lead will be able to get all the details they need from the information we give them to accurately bid the project. Uh, but how it's done is software we've developed um, to make it do its thing. I wish I had a better answer for that, but I'm not, I don't have like a... <laughs> Sorry, you'll get it, man. It's it's one of those things where you, you'll get the story as you keep telling it. Yeah, you know what it is? Smarter people than me. That's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that's perfect. I love that answer because it means that you recognize that you need to surround yourself with smart people. And a lot of people don't think don't think that way, which I love. That's great. Yeah, but, but that is certainly the truth. Uh, you know, years ago, I read um, um, Howard Schultz's book. Um, I highly encourage it. It's uh, One Cup at a Time. And he talks about that in his book, how he surrounded himself with people that knew more on different topics like distribution. Uh, I think he brought somebody from Pepsi uh, to help him establish his distribution. So you recognize your weak areas. Good leaders will recognize their the uh, weak areas and bring in other people to complement that. So I would strongly uh, agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So, uh, so talk a little bit about what are, are there competitors doing this today, and and if so, how how are you guys going to win? So you know what, there are competitors that will. 
through a different sequence of events uh, or actions, will provide the homeowner with uh, quotes for mainly for solar, um, sometimes for roofing um, via an aggregate uh, via a, a quote aggregating system, right? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, what DroneQuote is, is, it's a marketplace that functions uh, easily between customers and contractors that want to earn their business. And like I mentioned, there are competitors that are, that are in a roundabout way giving uh, a quote to the customer. There's just what they're doing differently is that they're selling the customer's information as their revenue model, which sometimes irritates customers because then you get a bunch of calls for yep. solar, for whatever it is, telemarketing, right? We don't actually sell the customer's information. Uh, and then they're charging. The other thing they're doing is they're charging installers or partners to come on board just to be able to quote, right? We don't do that either. Uh, and by passing up on that, that, that money, what happens is that the customer gets a sharper and a more competitive price because we're not out selling information and uh, the customer, the contractor isn't you know, being charged to bid. So they're passing the savings on to the installer. Uh, we benefit uh, from that by a sales commission that our company gets for you know, making the sale happen. Got it. That okay. Means yeah, that was one of my questions, how you make money uh, in this model because you're providing a quote and uh, you're not charging the customer for the quote. But then, how do how does that all tie into uh, the service uh, being bought by other contractors and your company being able to get compensation? Yeah, like I mentioned, it's a, it's a commission that we get in the same way that a salesperson would get the commission if they were working directly for the company. Uh, where we're okay. different, obviously, that we're, we we bring you the customer multiple quotes. So in a sense, we are representing multiple companies. Okay, so you bring the customer multiple quotes. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, you get five quotes for whatever service you're looking for, up to five quotes, I should say. And um, I bring the installer a customer who wants their services. And, and you're really cost, saving the customer a lot of time, you know. And, oh and also, I, I can see the benefit because if I want a reputable contractor, I don't need to worry because using your service, you're going to make sure these are reputable uh, contractors and that they have a chance to see uh, five quotes and get competitive pricing. So that's a, a really nice model. Yeah, and like I mentioned, the customer gets uh, the multiple quotes. Uh, the opportunities for bidding are there for the installer. Uh, they show a better price. I partner only with reputable companies because obviously I have a business to run here and I don't want to run it into the ground. So <laughs> it's, it's literally a win-win for everybody. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so talk a little bit about, we, we heard some great uh, lessons learned uh, so far, but I want to hear what do you think uh, sets you up within your military career and the background and, and some of these experiences that you've gone through in the past that have led you to be able to grow this business in the way you've done so far? Well, you know what? I think what really allows me to carry on every day is the fact that, one, what I described to you guys earlier, being so lucky to be here, right? And, but, but two, I mean, what the military taught me was, like, you don't give up. Yeah. Like, you don't give up like what do you mean give up what what do you i don't understand what you mean by give up oh we we have another option no we don't have another option it's just you carry on until 
you accomplish it. Yep. So whether you, you know, whether it's pleasant out or not, you get up and you do it. And the difference between those that succeed and those that don't, that those that succeed do what they want to do or excuse me, what they have to do, whether they want to or not. Yeah. And they keep the end goal in mind. A lot of people are like, Oh my God, that's awesome. And then they get to it and they start working and they realize how difficult it is. Regardless of whether it's entrepreneurship, weight loss, you know, healthy uh, eating, whatever it may be. Uh, and you're like, Oh my God, this is freaking hard. Let me just go back to what I was doing. That wasn't as hard, but it wasn't as good for me or wasn't going to help me accomplish my goals. But I learned that in the military. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a lot of different things that you learn in the military that are transferable in the entrepreneurship space, whether that's, you know, tenacity or just being able to, uh, pivot and move, on a dime without really giving it much thought. I, it's, uh, and I'm glad that you, you, you were able to uh, glean that, that experience off as well. Yeah. You know, I'm very fortunate that I did. And I, I'll, I'll actually make, let me share something with you. And I can guarantee you this. I guarantee you this with like a million dollars. If I had a million dollars to put against it, I am never the smartest guy in the room ever, you know, but <laughs> it's a matter of like, I know what I want and I know I'm going to continue doing, working on it until I get it. And, and then I do. So what's, uh, what's the future hold for, for, uh, for quote drone? Where do you see this thing going in five or 10 years? <laughs> I'm sorry. I laugh cause it's drone quote, but yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I see drone quote becoming the, the way in which people go to put on a new roof, put on uh, solar, put in a new pool, uh, put on a, uh, do something to the house of the, the exterior of the house. What I mean by that is the way in which people go about get pricing for it and ultimately make their buying decision. You know, uh, a long time ago, people didn't go to Expedia for their travel. They went, they called individual, um, travel agencies or they took a, a more archaic approach to buying a car. Now you can shop online for a car and then they'll test drive the car you want, you know, that's been waiting for you. So I, I definitely see it as, something that people, uh, it is a household name and something that people just use automatically. They want pricing for the kind of services that we offer without second thought, because why would you do it any other way? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Sin Nui, I wanted to go back to something you said earlier, that one of the things you'd like to do eventually is bring on other veterans. Tell me why hiring veterans is important to you. Well, for one, I can relate to a veteran immediately, you know, so that makes it so much easier to talk to the person, get to know who they are and get a better understanding, at least a little bit of what they've gone through. And I know the military is not easy. So I automatically assume that person it has resilience and has, you know, the, the mission mindset, you know, there's always the, uh, the examples that don't fit that model, that description, but for the most part they are. Um, so I, I want to, you know, um, utilize that to, help them accomplish their own goals and have them help me, you know, accomplish my own goals. And again, people in the military, they just, I could trust them. I can count on them and they typically do what they say they're going to do. And that is like such a big deal in today's world. It is being a person of your word. Good. I, I like that. Um, and you know what? We have interviewed quite a few businesses that, that their goal is also, that they hire a lot of veterans. One of them that uh, we interviewed recently was 
flags of valor and everybody, even on their website, they show all the uh, uh, veterans working uh, with him, the owner. Uh, so it's a common theme, uh, only I had never asked, you know, the um, business owner. I just thought I'd ask you so our audience could benefit from it as well. Yeah, you know, if I could, uh, and thank you for asking that. If I could just uh, add one um, point to that about hiring veterans, I, what I, why I want to hire veterans are the reasons I shared it, and I want to be clear that there, unfortunately, there's some companies out there that will hire veterans and then make that their value proposition. My company still has its own value proposition, and our services still have their own value proposition. I don't want that to be perceived as like. You know, uh, buy veteran known because it's veteran known. Because man, honestly, sometimes that like gets under my skin a little bit because I'm like, dude, nobody joined the military for you to use that as a sales tool. Yeah, no, right. I agree no, with I that. got, I um, got, I got you on that. Yes, um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're gonna uh, take a quick uh, commercial break. Is that okay, Sinu? Yeah, by all means, please. All do. right, Carmen. I think we're gonna yes. be talking about publicize today. That's right. Today's episode of the Veteran Startup is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. Publicize offers your company a dedicated account management to developing your insight into the world of PR and communication strategy while providing all the support you need. Check them out at Publicize. .co and tell them Carmen and Josh sent you. Thank you so much, Carmen. That was perfect. Uh, we, Thank If you're you. just joining us, we are talking to Sinu Montoya from Drone Quote. Hopefully I got both of those right this time. Did I get them both right? You did. Thank Holy you. Holy <laughs> shit. Yes, finally. So uh, we've been talking to amazing story, amazing background. What I want to learn a bit more now, we've got, I don't know, about 10, 15 minutes left. I want to really start to drill, drill down about the learnings that you have, have taken away so far, uh, because obviously there are a lot of people listening to the show that maybe they are uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe they're in the journey themselves, they're in the weeds now, and they want to learn from folks like you that are doing it and uh, maybe have already made some mistakes. What is one thing that you wish you would have known going into this journey uh, that could have saved you a lot of time and headache? Oh, my God, that's like... Oh, really? question. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I wish I knew. I that's uh, there's a bunch of things I wish I knew. Uh, I, I guess the easiest way to answer that question is, and try to encompass everything else is, you don't know how much you don't know. Right. And, and I like it. So it's so easy to not think about that because you're like, oh my god, I know this, and I know that. <laughs> and I know this over here and, and you go down these rabbit holes of what you do know, but those rabbit holes go down maybe like two or three feet and there's like grand canyons worth of knowledge to your left or to right. your right. Right. Um, so it's like a matter of keeping your mind as open as possible. And, um, Glenn Gary, Glenn uh, Ross, you know, copies for closers always be closing. Um, I like to add to it, like always be learning. You have to like always do everything you can to, expand your mind and what really helped change my mind and my life really a few years ago was when I started listening to more uh, podcasts and more uh, videos of uh, you know uh, YouTube videos on how to develop myself how to develop my skill set how to be a better salesperson how to be more motivated how to accomplish my goals so just always be learning and to cap that off 
if you're behind the wheel of a car and you're listening to music, it's like eating all the time, I should say. It's like eating it at a Jack in the Box or McDonald's every single day for every meal. It's so bad for you. Mix in something good for you like a podcast that develop you and that make you a sharper person and more valuable person. The more you know, the more valuable you are. So true. That's great. Great advice. So how, how important has the network been for you? Because I know when people transition out of the military, they don't have a huge network. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, listening to the show, maybe military veterans themselves, perhaps they're overseas, perhaps they're listening to how other veterans have done it, uh, you know, before them. Uh, how important was it for you to find a network to help your business grow? Well, you know what? Let me actually start by thanking you because PVC has been some uh, part of that network. I'm so fortunate to have been part of the PBC. Uh, for those of you that don't know, and I'm sure everybody does, Patriot Boot Camp. Uh, it, it was an awesome uh, event that I attended twice, and I expanded my network greatly there. I was so fortunate to meet the people that I did. I mean, Chloe put us in touch for this interview, right? Yeah. I've yeah. met other uh, uh, veterans that have helped me along the way, and I've helped them along the way. Uh, it's the, the veteran community is super tight, right? And then yep. you throw in something like entrepreneurship, which is – extremely difficult and by the way in regards to entrepreneurship being easy or difficult i've been to iraq twice and both times i had a pretty gnarly job doing some gangster stuff if i may say so myself but that was in my opinion easier than running a business yeah because here with running a business you're like you don't know what to do with in iraq i mean at the bare minimum i would just return fire and then call it a day right here it's like oh my god what do i do so going back to the network all those people that you come across uh, as a veteran entrepreneur, um, PVC, uh, Tactical Launch here in San Diego. I, I was in an incubator uh, accelerator program here that I met as a result of my veteran entrepreneur network uh, with the Rosie Network here in San Diego. I mean, it's super, super, super important. So to underscore that, the way I treat everybody when I meet them for the first time is with the utmost dignity and respect. And let me listen to what you have to say because I don't know how our uh, paths may cross again in the future. So let's open as many doors and build as many bridges as possible. No, I appreciate you saying that. And it's funny because uh, you and I went through a, a Patriot Boot Camp together before I joined the organization. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible. Like, just having a community that is um, just keenly aware of the challenges you're faced with and also from the mental health perspective, right? Just having conversations about what a journey does to your mental health is is so key. And when you have folks like veterans who have gone through some shit like yourself, um, you're able to break that wall down pretty quickly and just uh, deconstruct that stigma that comes with not being able to talk about things like, you know, depression or anger or angst or anxiety, all these things that you go through as a founder in these valleys and, and hills that you go through as a, as a, as a founder. So I appreciate you uh, mentioning that because uh, that's why I brought it up because I'm, you know, it's been keenly important in my own journey, and I, I was curious to hear about your own. Um, talk about, I want to know what one mistake that you have made that you, that has changed the trajectory of your, not only your journey, but your business, that you wish you could have gone back and said, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. Oh, man. Um, so, you know what, I think it was... Um, hedging my bets too strongly on what I thought was the original uh, goal, um, uh, business model of my company. If you remember when we met at PVC, it was altitude imagery mm -hmm. and I was under the impression that I wasn't able to grow that, but it, I didn't realize that on each monetary transaction, I was making such a small amount because it was a commission fee, like 
on a $400 transaction. Whereas now we're charging, you know, we get a commission on a $30,000 transaction. Wow. So not realizing how much, um, business I had to do in order to like put a dent in it. Right. Um, <laughs> and pursuing that as much as we did, um, I think was, has been very painful, but you know, we've learned and we pivoted to drone quote and that's where we're having, uh, making our money and getting our traction. Yeah. And I think that was, that was, a oh, God, that was, I just wish I would have known more <laughs> Yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's painful. And then I guess right before, the other thing that really insult to injuries right before I, I left my full-time employment, I started making money. This is a little bit more on the personal side, but I started making money trading uh, futures. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so smart. I can do this. And then I lost <laughs> 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was only 10 grand. It could have been much worse, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But I, yeah. That's a bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> sure, sure. That's awesome. No, that was not awesome, but that other part was awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just that you, that no, you just recognize it. Yeah, no, definitely. No, I, I, I love I love that you're on the show, man. I love that you've been able to share the the uh, the your story, and I'm sure a lot of people are gonna listen to this and get a lot of really good, uh, really good information from this. Carmen, did you have anything to add here? Uh, well, I um, um, I think um, uh, yeah, there was something I wanted to ask him, and all of a sudden oh, I forgot. Put you um, on the spot. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The one thing that he was mentioned earlier about it took him two years to. It sounds like to after he left the military to get grounded. And I was just curious to see what he did during those two years because, you know, we've had similar stories and mm-hmm. um, and I just thought, you know, if you could share a little bit about that, that'd be great. We still have some yeah, time so here, I- right? Yep. I wasn't living a very positive life. Um, I wasn't doing things that were constructive and, and were building me to be a better person. Um, I drank way more than I should have, um, had a few other vices that are not healthy for you. Um, you know, I was partying all the time, blowing my money on the wrong things. Um, just not living a constructive life and not caring too much. I was super reckless. I was like, I'm so, I'm seriously so fortunate to be alive, alive. I was, I was, it was not a life that I would, I don't know, I would have made it to 30. I had to live like that much longer. But what but, was um, the turning point that, you know, made you, okay, this is unhealthy to get you out of that lifestyle? So I was dating the wrong girls and I couldn't really keep a relationship going too long. And I was about to get fired for not performing very well at work. And my boss sat me down as a really good friend of mine, um, sat down with me and said, Hey dude, you're going to, you're about to get canned if you don't get your shit together. And I, I reflected as to where I was and how that was going to be, you know, bad for me in the future, very short term future. And it was just, it was a swift kick in the butt to get my act together and realize that I, mm-hmm. I, I freaking didn't, my buddy didn't die for me to live like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. that. Well, thank you for being so candid and transparent and sharing that because that's pretty personal yeah. stuff. You know what? I, I just don't I, like one of you two mentioned earlier. I don't like to take things too seriously because if you do, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's better if you don't. Like today I did a presentation about drone quote talking to a banana in front of everybody. 
And <laughs> it was super fun. I had a really good time. Everybody was loving it and they were laughing at it and it was great. You know, just don't take things too seriously and be positive. Yes, good, good. We've been talking to Sinyu Montoya, uh, founder of Drone Quote. Uh, Sinyu, where can people find uh, find Drone Quote? Uh, so, if you would please go to dronequote.net, please. Uh, you'll learn a little bit more about the, the service there. Um, please find us and like us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, on LinkedIn. Uh, we're there. We have a. We like to think we have a good social media presence. And if you hit me up uh, via the website, if you want to email me, I tend to respond in a swift manner. Um, and I get back to everybody because, like I mentioned earlier, I don't know who I'm talking to, so I'll be everybody's friend. Nice. Yeah, I love it, dude. Hey, uh, this has been such a pleasure. I'm so happy that you guys are, are crushing it and making a run at this. I'd love to see you at another PBC sometime and, and hang out and talk more. Uh, so so please uh, feel free to hit me up and let's uh, connect again. But, uh, hey, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank well, you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to get to know your story. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful afternoon, uh, whatever time zone you may be in. I watch it on Upside Down. Uh, thanks, and thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Sinyu. You've been listening to the Startup Radio Network, the network that brings inspiration and education to startups and entrepreneurs around the globe. Tune in again next week and every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Listen, learn, and get shit done. See you guys next week. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.